it was easier to tell my stories and be myself when I was training to be the best in the world at the sport. I want buzzing for four weeks and mm. thinking I'm the I'm the man. Yeah. I've just won dancing a nice. Let's make a lot of money. Like I'm more famous. Tell me that I'm going to win European, Commonwealth, World, and Olympic medals. Then that is the greatest career that I could ever wish for. I'd done it at 20. You inspire kids, the next generation to do sport. Well, it's like hold on a minute. I just wanted to be the best gymnast in the world. I, I didn't I didn't know about all it. <laughs> the first thing that popped to bed was what excites me about my life now is getting birdies on the golf course. This episode of the Sam Oldham podcast is sponsored by Turn, the only brand dedicated solely to men's gymnastics. Towards the end of my career, I started to work closely with a team at Turn to design custom uniforms that expressed who I was and where I came from, and they were always able to bring my ideas to life. For years, I wore uncomfortable gymnastics clothing until I started to wear Turn, whose uniforms are built with their attention to detail and quality in mind. Go check them out now at turn-gymnastics.com and enjoy the episode. Now... Mate, it's just good to see you, man. You too, brother. <laughs> it seems like it's been ages. I know. Like, it's literally been a few years. I know. We, we see each other maybe once or twice a year, if that, and it's it never feels like we fully get to catch up. So I'm excited for this, mate. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's yeah. chat. And I, I think you're right, mate. I appreciate it because as I'm getting older, increasingly I'm finding that like time seems to get in the way. So I might see my friends like once every six months, 12 months, 18 mm. months. So it's tough, man. So I really appreciate the fact that you've come down. Pleasure. It's weird, isn't it? Like the people, particularly when you step away from things, when people come in and out of your life and it's like who I was spending the majority of my time with three years ago, I'd never see. Yeah. Like think about my, your coaches yeah. and your gym friends, like all you lot as a squad, we, we were together like w- at least one week a month. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't see you for five years. Yeah. It's, it's strange. I'll, but that's life, and it happens. It is, People yeah. just coming out of your yeah. life, and I'm starting to recognise that and, and keep hold of the precious ones. You know what I mean? You got to put time into relationships, don't you? Like, for sure. There's, there's no other way around it. Like you really have to, especially friendships, because friendships are harder when it's not like blood family ties. Mm. You have to really make the effort to like because all of my best friends live far away. I have to really put the effort into like make sure we plan things. Otherwise, we just yeah, won't see I'm each other because life just gets too. I'm busy. the same, mate. Right, mate. Good let, to see you. Let's start with the present. So, okay. just tell me about your life right now and what you're up to. Because it's been—it's literally been two years. So, I, yeah, what's going on? What's um, your life like? Still figuring out a life without gymnastics, which is, as you know, incredibly hard. Um, but I feel like I'm sort of getting a little bit of a grasp on that, and I'll—I'll I'll explain a little bit why. But yeah, this year has been a bit weird for me because I started it off doing a TV show called Dancing on Ice. And that took over my life for probably about five to six months. Like people don't see the behind the scenes of it, but I was training and skating from October last year, and the the uh, show started in January. Mm-hmm. And then once the shows the shows start, it's Sunday evening live on ITV every week for nine weeks, yeah. and you your whole week is about learning a skating routine to perform live on telly every mm-hmm. week. So that was just a different experience for me. Um, loved it in the sense of I got to experience like what we were obsessed with and like that's performing and being in front of an audience and doing sport it was extremely uh, different from a pressure perspective because when we we always got to a gymnastics competition you're prepared or you'd like to think that you've done enough work in a gym and you've been doing this sport for 20 years and as long as injuries aren't in the way like you stand there and you can go I'm gonna fucking smash this Sorry, my last swear, by the way, on this. You do what you want, man. And um, I've never skated, and anything could happen. You're on freaking ice. So I kind of loved that, though. Like, it proper got you going. It's like anything's gonna, anything could happen here. Mm. 
and I got good and I, and I won it, which was cool. And um, wasn't a big fan of the t- TV process. I think when you're a content creator, you know, you've done what I've done for years and I'm in full control and it's like I can film something in 20 minutes, edit it in three hours and put it out to the internet within 24 hours. That whole teams of people and telling they have to have a storyline and they're trying to yeah. entertain the public. It was a little in- inauthentic to me uh, for me, but um, it was an experience. Great to win. And I think that... That process, I think, in in retirement, I was in search for that, like, I think I need this bit, the competitiveness and the performing. Mm. It made me realise I don't need it. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I'm glad I ticked the box again. Um, But I was in such a better headspace. Like, I got the rush with the the shouting Nile in the living and I lifted the trophy, which was mad. And it was just all the same stuff that I lived for. And then I sort of had this moment at the after party where my whole family there, my girlfriend were there, Luke and Ash were there, my manager was there. We were just having an amazing time, like, smiling and laughing. It's like, I just literally, I remember something where going, this is me winning, like, this bit. Like, I thought I needed to win in that right. sense where I got the overwhelming yeah. euphoria and, like, I'm a champion and my ego's like, yeah, I'm the fucking best. But I was like... Nah, it's not, it's just this. Yeah. So that was a powerful experience. I think I'm so happy I did it uh, for that reason. And I feel like since then, I've just been a bit more consistent with my well-being. Like, I sort of, I can take a sit back and reflect on myself and how I'm behaving and what's probably a bad thing to do for the next few weeks. And um, I've just felt a lot happier since then. But in the meantime, just still doing my content, still building the businesses, the gymnastics clubs are super exciting. I'm sure we'll talk about them today. And... Um, I've just been chatting about you it a little bit now before we started, but I'm obsessed with golf. So that's like the <laughs> that's the next thing me and my dad have started. They're doing a channel. We've got like four videos out on the internet, and I just when I think about where I want my life to be in five years, it's like if I could be playing golf and earning money from that, and got the businesses in that, and have a super happy relationship and family life, then I'm, I'm a, I'll be a happy man. So yeah. That's me. Not not else much is new, really. Um, you mentioned it then. How do you feel now? Now you're. So what what year did you retire? Twenty twenty one, like officially, officially. like twenty COVID time, middle okay. of COVID, I stopped. So like you're a few years removed from that now. Mm. How do you feel now about the sport of gymnastics? When you think about gymnastics, mm. like how does it make you feel? And then how do you feel like now, reflecting on your career? That's a great question. I'll be, I'm going to be really honest with this. Like, it's still a mixed emotions relationship that I've got with it. And mm. part of you when, you, when you stop, you're trying to figure out who you are and still, I still am, like, without it. So the natural reaction, it's, it's like an elastic band. I just want to, I want to run away from it as much as possible. And it's, that's difficult to do when 90% of my business is, revolves around gymnastics and it still does. And the content that you'll see I'm still posting is gymnastics and now that I've had a little bit of conflict with that over the last couple of years because yeah it's it's making me a lot of money I'm incredibly successful but it was easier to tell my stories and be myself when I was training to be the best in the world at the sport and now I'm just dipping in and out and Mm. like I'm not as fit my body hurts every time I film um yeah like you sort of want to try and figure out who you are so you don't really want to I, I just stepped away from it and that's still an ongoing process now and um 
But when I really sit and reflect, like, of course, I love the sport. It's still the best sport in the world to me, and I still want to be on this path of, like, innovating it and changing it and um, being a role model within the sport still. But, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know whether you feel the same. I even I struggle to watch the World Championships. Do, and do I, Yeah, like, I struggled. I do ask for, for For a time, like... I can watch it and I, and I really support the lads, my, our friends, and but I, I struggle to sit for four hours and watch a competition. Is that do you struggle because, like, you have any kind of like resentment type or regret type emotion? Because I've sat with other like teammates of ours and had conversations with them and like seen it in their eyes that they don't watch it because of the pain they've got inside of them. Or is it genuinely like I watch gymnastics now and I get bored stiff? And five minutes in, I turn it off. Is it that? And that's... Both. I'm really glad I've got to that point because that's such a cool position to be in because I did... Like, the worst it ever got for me was watching that World Championships in Nanging in 2014. Mm. I watched it in a room on my own. That's the worst comp. Like, Rio was actually okay. Mm. It was that World Championships was the hardest one for me to watch. But ever, like, since then, like... Yeah, especially since I retired... It's more that I just yeah. I'm not I've I've exhausted that part of my life, so it doesn't interest me or excite me yeah. if that makes sense. M- more the the latter, like you say. Okay. I think a little bit initially, yeah. And still, you have that little thing of, God, is that what people are doing on high bar nowadays? Like, do you remember what me and Sam were doing? Do you, do you know what I, I mean? Know what it, it's yeah. like the era that I was in was 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 different, mm. you know. Like, and, and you sort of think. Yeah, I probably could have won gold there. But you can only compete but, against but, what you but, compete yeah, against, can't it, you, right? it's, it's just intrusive. It's thoughts yeah. that are not real, like, that your brain just comes up with. And I think now it, I'm so that far removed and it's been enough time um, where I don't have any resentment. I just think yeah. I hope the boys win. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I hope yeah. they do really well. But I'm bored, man. Yeah. It's like, was, that, think- was that really us doing that? I understand. And I, and I think I'm, I'm still... My whole journey I think when I really take a step back and look at it was about putting gymnastics on the map and like you know my channel's up to 400 million views now of the sport and I'm still passionate about when I sit down and I go yeah I can see why this in mainstream still it is boring do you know what I mean so what 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 does the sport need to do and what what the next two decades 20 years how can we turn it into a a spectacle where actually me and you, who did the spot our whole lives, yeah. want to watch it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, I, I'm the same as you, bro. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? It's you know, you know, how old were you when you? How old were you when you had made the decision in your head that you'd retired? So not officially announced it when you'd like really like if you think back when I clearly made that decision, that's it. How old were you at that point? Uh, twenty four. So twenty four is really young. Do you know what I mean? 24 to be retired. 24, 25, 24. And how do you ever look back and think, wow, I had so many years left? Does does the neck injury, does it <clears throat> does that still cause you like? Yeah. I think I think um Do you know it, what? Does, does it still it, affect your life, the neck injury? Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. My neck still affects my life and it does when I film I've big days filming gymnastics videos. G- gymnastics affects my neck. But like I'm, I'm sure I would. That would settle if I was consistently training and healthy. But me, Luke, and Ash. I mean, you see us mostly doing some crazy stuff. Like we go in once a week. I'm not trained. I'm light still. End up throwing a load of s- silly stuff for content, and then the next day I feel like I've been hit by a bus, and my, my neck flares up like frequently. Right. Okay. So it does, but not not doing normal life. That's like unusual to do the stuff that we do on camera. But yeah. I have to be keep an eye on that. 
But me having to retire from an injury and it being taken away from me without like really coming to peace with it and it being my decision was like made what I believe it just 10 times harder. And it's like, I've, I'd, if people listening to this seriously do something that they love to do, like love to do it, and I'm going to tell you today, right from tomorrow, you're not allowed. It's not that you you physically can't, mm. like you can't do it. Mm. Sorry, you can't do it. That to come to terms with mentally is just so hard. And I think it's hard to retire even if, you you know, like your journey was like, yeah, I'm probably at peace with retirement now. But that's still impossibly, mm. like so challenging. But to then have it taken away from you, I think if it was still up to me, I would still be doing it. Yeah. I would, I'd still be because I've, I freaking loved it, man. Yeah. And it's same as you. And then like, yeah, I think it just takes time and a lot of, it's like a roller coaster. You sort of like some weeks, you're like, God, you know, what? I'm so proud of my career, which I, sh- I should be and you should be. And it's, I'm so grateful that I got to experience that and I've got a great life. And then other weeks, it's like, I hate that this neck ruined my career, didn't allow me to fulfill my potential. I knew I could have done more. I wanted to win the Olympics. Like, I'm so unhappy. It's just like those extreme emotions. Right, okay. I still get them yeah. week to week. And I just think it takes time and trying to put your energy and feeling that I think because you don't feel the same purpose or it takes you a long time to find something that fills you with the same. Yeah. It was so simple. I woke up every day and I did everything to be the best gymnast in the world. Yeah. My life was for, for 20 years. Yeah. So easy. And then, you know, the injuries come along. But even when they do, it's hell for six months because you have to rehab it. But you still know that you'll get back because we did and you get to do it again. So just mm. hang in there. Mm. Whereas now it's like there's no... Going there's back. no rehab time. There's just like now you have to figure it out. Yeah. You have to keep going forward. So, I mean, we're we're probably speaking inside each other's brains here because yeah. we're still we're still experiencing it. It's so hard, and not many people talk about this. Yeah, you know? it's interesting what you said in the beginning when you were telling telling me about uh, going on dancing on ice and how you know you experienced that for nine weeks and you got those feelings of like you were walking out to do a competition again. You got those nerves, that mm-hmm. adrenaline. The crowd was there. You got that feedback. Do you think in some ways that was your comeback? That was you got those feelings and you realized, oh, that's not for yeah. me anymore. Yeah. Like you needed to answer that question in a somewhat because there, there's been a lot of like our teammates that have spoke to me about. I, I sat in a pub like not far away from here a couple of years ago with someone. I'll, I'll tell you who it is afterwards. That said, I'm making a comeback, and I was like, what? Like, and they've been retired for a long time. I couldn't believe. Do I know him? Can I guess? Yeah, you wouldn't know him, <laughs> but like I think. Like, I did an episode on that recently. If I was going to make a comeback, what would I do? Because I'd watched the Conor McGregor documentary. It's mm. the first time I've been like, oh, my God, oh, I want to go to the... Every time I watch I Conor's the, things, I'm like, right, yeah. my next But five. I was like, I want to go to the gym and, like, train, you know? But I went to the gym, I trained, and I went, nah, yeah, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a bit of that, do you think, for you? You know, um, afterwards? By the way, I still have those thoughts a lot, and I've, like, right. considered it a lot. Because mm. you still, like, no matter... Even when things are good, you're just like, so much missing, so much missing. And I'm exactly the same. Right. I know if I'd if I'd trained for a week, I'd I'd have to be like. But when my neck flares up, in in the ways that it damn it hurts the nerves, I'm screwed. I can't like do normal life then, mm-hmm. and it takes two weeks for it. And I can't. I can take painkillers and anti-inflammatories, but I I can't really 
there's nothing I can do other than because you, you know, it holds the head on your head on your yeah. shoulders, and sleep. You think sleep and rest is the best thing. Sleep's the freaking worst. Yeah, you wake up in the morning worse because of depending on how you've laid. But that reminds me, it's like, yeah. no, no, there's a reason that yeah, you stop, just freaking chill out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I needed that. That show gave me a lot, even though there's lots of bits that I didn't really enjoy, and it was it was tough. Like I remember finishing, and it, it was like I burst into tears just with relief that. That that final week was it was almost harder than any of we've done stuff that we've done in gymnastics. Like maybe not physically, but like emotionally, you're having yeah. to try and like learn. We skated three times on the ice six hours a day. We're having to try and learn three routines. The pressure of it being the final and this and that and loads of people to please and blah blah. blah. I was like, I felt like my head was going to explode. Yeah, but you're right. I that was probably my I ticked the box again, and just uh the grateful realization yeah. that, yeah, you know what, you thought you were desperate for this for two years since you retired, but you're not. Yeah, like you're fine without it. And I keep having conversations like this with with athletes and influencers that I meet. And there was one um, this this girl called Cece. I was in Malta last week, and we were having a similar conversation. And she just goes, she was French. She goes, yeah, but Niall, you got to do it. You know, it's like we always say, yeah, but I've. Exp- I've had this euphoria and now like, I feel like my life without it and accepting that my life without it is, is just not going to be as good in layman's terms. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but we got it. Yeah. Like not many people, well, less than 0.1% of the population get to experience that. So when I'm in that like headspace, it's like, yeah, man, don't, stop whinging that you can't get yeah, it again. Yeah, just be yeah. grateful that you yeah, got, you it. got it. Yeah. But we got to perform in front of 20,000 people at the Olympics yeah. on the biggest scale and did well and enjoyed it yeah. and got the buzz. It's like, stop trying to freaking, like, get it again. Just yeah. be happy that you got to experience it. It's almost I mean? like that relentlessness of always going for the next thing. It just yeah. never, it takes a while for you to stop doing mm. that. Do you know what I mean? As well, but when when I won as well, it it wasn't... Because um, I think, I think where you might have similar experience of life I've extreme highs and extreme lows and in the when you're in the dumps when you broke your neck and you're struggling it's the hardest thing in the world and when you've won won the Commonwealth Games or the Olympics you feel like a god like that extremeness it, it, it's like all ego it's not it's not pure like yourself your soul it's and and when I won it was like I want buzzing for four weeks and mm. thinking I'm the I'm the man. Yeah. I've just won dancing on ice. Let's make a lot of money. Like I'm more famous. It was just like the next day. I was like, right, let's just get on. Like Hermione, what do you want to do today? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. like so thrilled and like neat, like loving it. It was yeah. just kind of like I'm proud of that sound. Let's move on. But that probably means that you did that show at the right time. Yeah, you had enough maturity and life experience, and you'd been through that process so many times. Mm of like having that extreme high, you kind of knew what it was now. Mm. 100%. And when you're 20 and you do the Olympics, like, I mean, I remember partying for 12 weeks straight, just yeah. like four times a week because you just, you've had this thing and it's like, oh my God, I'm now getting attention and girls want to talk to me and like drinking alcohol feels good. Um, yeah, and this time, you, you're right. And you, you, you learn a bit more each yeah. time that it's just, that's what that is. And just, you that was sick and you loved it. But it's not real life. Yeah. It's not real life, yeah, is it? Yeah. Do you know no, what I mean? You've, you've got to be able to just. Yeah. Whew, that 
Stavros because that was cool, but let's just live in, like, <laughs> let's yeah, just come yeah, back yeah, to reality yeah. a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Time, man. But you're right, I've I probably, that may be the 10th time that I've experienced that elation. So it's like, yeah, I've been here before, that was nice. But let's empty the dishwasher and <laughs> go to Bloody Tesco and buy food. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just move on. But The last one on gymnastics then. Mm. Was there a period of time towards the end of your career where your where your health was deteriorating a little bit and your lifestyle choices was overlapping with the gymnastics and they were in conflict with each other? Because I can remember being told by someone that in I think it was in, maybe in the lead up to like the Commonwealth Games, they were saying he's not really doing the training he used to do. Like mm-hmm. he's like pulling it out sometimes, but maybe once here and there. Mm-hmm. And then I watched you go to the Commonwealth Games and smash the Commonwealth Games. And it was almost like those people were saying he kind of fluked it in that yeah. he didn't do the work he used to do, but he was still so good that he could pull it off. Mm-hmm. But then, And then if I think about the time after that, that Worlds in 2018, you did amazing that Worlds. Did you come fifth or sixth? No, so like I, I didn't actually do that one. Was it the 2017? So the, the before one before. That? Okay, the one before. Right. But, um, okay, this is such a good question, by the way, because I'm thinking back to my, how I was. The conflict of lifestyle choices changed after the Olympics for me. So it wasn't that I'd, hit, I'd reached my peak. It was just sort of I struggled to mentally cope with that experience and particularly winning a medal. And it was sort of like um, I think subconsciously I, I'd made it. Do you know what I mean? Like not knowing, and not knowing I was like that back when I was 20 years old, but I've got every medal at this point. I've got them all. Like when, like when I was 17 and I'd never done a major, tell me that I'm going to win European, Commonwealth, World and Olympic medals, then that is the greatest career that I could ever wish for. I'd done it at 20. So I, I found it harder to say no to a drink or to a party or like, do you really need to eat, eat the way you've been eating? Mm. The, the discipline sort of of my lifestyle, just I remember it just dropping a bit. Right. Um, and then I had a bad ankle injury the like the six months later, which same as not as bad as yours, but I snapped three the outside three ligaments, and that took my lifestyle choices to a, a the next level, um, particularly with partying. And I just thought I could get away with it, mm-hmm. so like every Saturday was was a bender. It wasn't like a let's go out for five drinks, have a nice night, go home. It was six a.m. job, seven a.m. job. I knew it was affecting my training and my recovery f- all the way up until Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'd probably have a good back end of the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I'd just rinse and repeat that cycle for... And I thought that was fine. In my yeah. head, I was like, you could you could still be a limit champion and do this. Like, yeah. that's how sort of delusional you are, but in the periods of injury, like, your biggest excitement of that week is partying on Saturday, and I was single, yeah. and I was famous, and I had yeah. money. So it was like... Do you feel like that period of your life there where you were still training as a professional athlete doing an incredibly difficult sport and your lifestyle choices were probably of someone that wasn't doing that mm. do you think that that played a role in how early you ended up retiring or do you think was it just a freak accident that just do you know what i mean yeah i know, I know, I know exactly, you can't I know, answer I know that exactly what you mean like, but do you ever have that um, conversation with yourself do look, you ever look, think... look do you know what right if i'd if i'd have been the ultimate professional and if i'd have um been a good boy in a, you know what i'm trying to say maybe 
Maybe I wouldn't have had the injuries. Yeah. Maybe, but I don't. I look back with zero regrets. And that, and that also is—it's not you, is it? No, and, ex- exactly. I am probably a perfect example of someone that lived the most professional lifestyle. Yeah. And ended up in a similar position. Yeah, I think I think you you just want to be going through it because it's a very strange way to exist. Like what the the life we had, you just want to be going through it and. and for me personally, just still laughing and trying to keep sane and having a good time. That yeah. was like that what I tried to do, and um, I'm a very social animal, so I, I found it hard to behave myself at times, which I probably should have done. But I was, for the most part, mate, I was a professional, and yeah. you know I was, and, I, and yeah. I think I was fit, I was strong, I was healthy, I did what I needed to do, maybe towards... that. I, I have a different view on the way you describe my Commonwealth Games experience, I right. think... I was doing less in the gym, but it was so efficient. Like I'd, I really was in tune with my body, and like maybe there was word around that, and in the sort you saw me on a squad, and I'd been, you know, like I never saw any of that. That was from like, other people, and I was yeah. listening to it because whenever I, I did would, do less, whenever I'd see people, people would want to talk about you because we're close. Yeah, so I would listen to it. Do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd listen and I'd hear sure. about you. So I'd go, oh, I wonder what. Is he training less? Is he what's he doing? What's his lifestyle I did less. like? I did less. And you know, I was still like a bit loose from my lifestyle, but not nowhere near as bad as like freaking going to oblivion and partying like I, I used to. Um and I feel like I found a nice little formula and just just I had unbelievable confidence that I was doing the right thing and it did show in my competition yeah. results, even when I knew like Oh, he's saying that. Yeah, like, you, you he, he's saying, I'd imagine you were aware of that. Oh, gosh, yeah. Gosh, you are. You're in this yeah. bubble, and it's like, you know, people are talking. And yeah. um, and I remember going to the, the English, so in the, in the run up to that, and I came down with a bit of flu, so I, I won't feeling good in the morning. Did P bars, high bar, and then when, like, I don't know, you feel it, you just you feel like you've com- got completely nothing. I said, Dave, there's no way I'm going on that floor and doing a, re- carrying on. But I won gold and silver on P-Bar's high bar. So I did all right routines. And then everyone was like, oh, yeah. oh, he's not done a thing. And then I, 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 wasn't, I couldn't do pommel at the time because of my hand. Um, and I went to the British champs in Liverpool and won six gold medals. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? And scored, I think, yeah. just under 74 without a pommel routine. So, like, at the time, if, if I would... If I would have done a pommel, yeah. I'd have probably pushed 87, 88, yeah. which all round was winning the world championships. So I was like, right, I'm fucking on it. Went to Commonwealth's, nailed it. So I don't think... Do you know what upsets the, the, me the, about that? Is that I feel like those conversations, you being aware of knowing that people are saying, oh, he's not training as much. That for me is like, it's very much the vultures swarming and going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you might have a wobble. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, in terms they, of, yeah. you know how that political, the political world of sport works and how invested personal coaches are with their athletes and how that game is played. Mm. And what's ups, what's sad about that is that it wasn't really, are you okay? Are you all right? Can we help you? Yeah, it was yeah. like, I'd imagine, I don't know, I wasn't there. I'd imagine the conversations were more like, What's going on? What, mm. what are you doing wrong? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you going yeah, out? Hundred percent. But but I think as well, you got to remember that, like, I was in peak uh, business and YouTube mode then as well. Yeah. Like, bro, peak. Like, uh, it was incredibly exciting for me. But I can understand why people why that, like that, that that the yeah. gymnastics environment are worried about me because it's yeah. like 
he's a he's a hybrid mate. He's different. Like yeah. what he's doing is not normal. We, we don't just have him in the gym and being a professional yeah. athlete. He's now all of this, and but I felt like I could just juggle it. It yeah. was fine. Yeah, yeah. It, like the one they fed into each other positively for me. I was like, this is making me a better gymnast because mm. I'm more accountable to telling my story to the world. Yeah, and. Being a better gymnast is is making me a better vlogger or YouTuber or businessman. So, but I could, I could understand that like I'm a different character where I knew that noise was there, and I completely agree with what you're saying. But it fueled me. Right. It for for some, and you probably could point at the characters to go like start filling themselves with self doubt. Am I yeah. doing enough? Yeah. Are they right? Yeah. Like what if? Like, yeah. blah, 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 where I was like, go on and tell me I can't fucking do it, and I'm just gonna yeah. and I'm gonna like prove you wrong then <laughs> so after you know I, and I, I do remember feeling think it was the Commonwealth Games was sort of the start of the end it wasn't that I was like arrogantly changing who I was but I'd, I'd felt this sounds arrogant like godlike right. you know at that period in my life I was like I can do and achieve and be anything like I just that you, I think you said it on one of your part. Like the the belief that I had in myself was just so high and confidence, um, which was probably unhealthy. Yeah. And I think that like looking back at that period, like everything that was going on, it was like a ticking time bomb. I yeah. think for me. And then um, maybe three weeks after Commonwealth Games, uh, that's when the first time my neck went, and I was doing Dimitrenko on P-bars. For those that don't know, it's a front rise double back, and um, I had two weeks resting couldn't train properly and i think that was the first time my disc had like bulged and damaged the nerve and it was horrible um further not a lot of people know that so it was actually 10 months before i actually had any surgery mm -hmm. so that's where the issue started and then this was a bit of a struggle getting over it i had an epidural missed out on europeans you know because at, at that year i thought i'm gonna win the commonwealth so i'm gonna win the europeans i'm gonna win the world championships all in 2018 and i'm gonna be sports personality of the year <laughs> like, bro, like, bro, that was like that is happening I believe, yeah. that is happening <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i was like <laughs> um and i could see it uh so then the, yeah the, the next stop that and then i got back for 2018 and i was actually in really good shape like really exciting. I even added a few more skills, and I had a pommel routine that was going to score more than twelve, which it, which it did. And um, I snapped my finger on a tip out in the control comp the week before. So again, that was a big punch in the face. And then I, did, I ended up not going. Um, and then yeah, like ran past Christmas and February, I had my neck surgery. So that whole period, I was like a god. Mm. And then slowly, like slowly. It just, I was like, oh, and then the surgery just like fell off a cliff, and yeah. that's when all the challenges started. Um, but I think I was still committed to being a professional athlete. Yeah, I was. It was difficult to cope with what was going on with me, but I did it well, uh, considering like the environment in my life, and I drank too much probably, um, but like I, I felt like I juggled it well and. Maybe look back and hindsight's wonderful if I didn't do this and didn't do that, but I, I don't regret anything really, mate. Don't I think you're all, I think for me, like I've known you since you were eight or nine. You've just always been one of the it's everything or nothing. You're one mm. of those type of characters. So you were probably never gonna have a real long, consistent right, career. Yeah. You know, like someone maybe like Christian or James Hall, like yeah. they're so consistent. It, for you, it with you, 
it was always everything or like nothing yeah. all the time. I can't live in grey. It's black or white, mate. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to live in grey. And that's that. what I've realised, which I've tried to fight a lot. It's just like, that's who I am. That leads me on to my next question. And my next question is, we had a conversation in COVID time. I think it was the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. And we were on the phone. I'd not seen you for a while and we chatted on the phone. And you said something to me that is like one of the things that someone said to me that stuck with me the most ever in my life. Really? You said to me, like, do you know what, mate? You know how everybody says you've got to find the balance? Well, screw the balance. That's not me. And I was like, whoa. And at the time, I'd like, I'd been on a process of going through my own mental health stuff. Mm -hmm. I can remember coming off the phone and thinking, whoa that sound that's like the da- the most dangerous thing someone Scared said you. to me I was like I feel like he's got a long way to go yet mm. saying something like that so my question is how do you feel about that now because it feels like you were you were kind of coming on to then in that last conversation we just had that you were going to maybe say that I still don't believe in the balance of things do you know what I mean um, I think this is this is just about being self aware like this I'm trying to think of a really good example to give you, but like, you know, it's just like double down on your strengths. Like, if if in English you can write but you can't read, it's like, why did they have to teach you to to learn how to really read good when you struggle so much with it when you're just a brilliant writer or like that? That's a bad example. Yeah. But I think I've always, same as you, been told, now you you'd be great if you just find some balance. You need to have a balanced diet, a balanced lifestyle. Um, don't do too much of something just balance 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 and I tried so hard and I listened when I was in my teenagers and like going into being a young adult and I think looking back now it just doesn't work it doesn't work for me mate I can't do it and and that's all right what I've learned to go is that's freaking fine yeah that's fine because you didn't become an Olympic medalist in gymnastics from being balanced. You did it from being being the hardest worker in the gym, obsessive, all, everything. You didn't become a successful YouTuber and a businessman from being balanced and, and grey. It was, it was black and white. So, yeah, maybe there's some roads and routes that are not good for you, yeah. which I've discovered, you know, like horrific time gambling, I knew I drink parted too much. I started, you know, like every, I, I had it with food. Like I couldn't, st- periods of time I couldn't stop binge eating and like was obsessed with that. I smoked nicotine. Like track record says it's impossible for me to find balance. Yeah. Um, but now I, I, I focus my energy on not trying to combat that and fight it. Just accept who I am and learn how to channel it in the in the right areas. Okay, right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like yeah. it's channeling my yeah, and that knowing knowing, knowing that I'm things. being extreme now. Like with I told you, started running. Like I don't just go for like little. I started off a little mile jog. I'm now running five k's. I want to run a ten k. I'm running like five times a week. I'll, I'll probably do a marathon mm. because that's. But that's better than gambling. Yeah. Do, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I know, like and also understanding what doors you're open and where, you, where you're going. Like, if we're partying, mate, we, I, I, I know, right, I've opened that door, I'm probably going to go to oblivion, I'm going to feel anxious and probably low tomorrow, but I made the bed, just yeah. own it, get on with it. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? That, that's, I mean. that's sort of how I, I operate now and I can see when I've, 
I'm drifting down a path and just try and check myself and just veer veer directions and communicate and be honest with myself. And it's easy to just let yourself do that for me, just drift off and, you know, I'll drink. I'll drink a bit too much for a few weeks because I golf a lot and I have some pints. Do you still lean into those vices? Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah, all the time. And it's it's difficult. And it's it's harder when you don't have the clear purpose of being an athlete. I found it difficult, more difficult after retirement. I think there was a, there was a little bit of more extremeness to it when you were an athlete because you're so disciplined, so you just need a like a like a pressure cooker that explodes. Like party go crazy and then back to my life and then mm. party go. So now it's like, it's a bit less extreme, but it's easier for me to drift because I don't have training tomorrow, and that's difficult to to come to. You know, I don't have to go to bed at eleven. I'll end up falling in the habits of sleeping yeah. at two a.m. and not getting enough, and then after a week or two, I'm depressed and I think, right, you've let that happen. It's just it's it's like a game, mate. It's like a game. But I I I said it in my TED talk, and it's in my book. Uh, fuck balance for me that's my motto uh, but because it's made you who you are but also you know who it could make you and that's right. not a nice person so yeah. just keeping it in check and thinking about it all the time which might not work for you but also yeah, yeah. when when you heard me say it maybe that's like something that you needed to hear and maybe would would have worked for you but it was just scary to comprehend yeah I think she still is I think I think around that time you know I was going through a process and I can remember coming to visit you in 2019 and oh, I remember I that, yeah. completely understand like, I remember that yeah I completely understand all the roads you've been down that was a bad I, time that. I can remember 2019 it was probably around April May I'd come to see you I'd go, gone to see Jaron I'd trained in the gym yeah there was a few things that happened that weekend like one thing that was interesting was that there was we were training in the gym and I was I was still trying to come back at that mm. point. I was like trying to make a comeback and I was being the ultimate professional and stuff. And there was a couple of lads, a couple of younger lads in the gym and you were filming a video and you were like, do you want to be in the video? I was like, no, no, I'm fine, mate. Mm. And um, I was watching and they were watching you and I was like, oh, how do you feel about him doing these videos? And they were like, ah, oh, it's nice, isn't it? He gets to do what he wants. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because like they were like, tra they train with you all the time. And then I went to your apartment. You took me up to your apartment. And the first time I'd seen it, like your penthouse apartment, and you took me around. I'm sure you remember it. Yeah, I do, yeah. And you said, what do you think? And I went, this scares the hell out of me. Yeah, I remember you saying I that. I said, this yeah. is too much. And you so went, what do you mean? Everyone loves it. And I was like, no, this is too much. Like, I wouldn't be able to handle this. And I think what happened was that there was just like, I just saw myself in you. And the next day I went home and I went into the gym and I just ended up shouting at Sergey for four hours. And it was because I was... I felt angry that, like, I saw so much of myself in you and, like, I I feel like I could have gone down that road, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I could have easily gone down that road and, like, there was maybe people around me that didn't have my best interest in heart, mainly in terms of, like, British gymnastics at that time. And I felt like they'd made the same mistakes with me, the same made with you. But actually what was happening was you helped me in that you just kind of, like, almost held up a mirror to me, I mm. saw myself, and two months later, I admitted that I had a problem, and then yeah. I ended up in therapy. So actually, like that experience with you was a massive, like point in the road for me to like realize that I was not in a good place mm. and I had problems. And you would have, I th I'm sure you would have known that about me at that time. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I imagine people talked about it and said it when I wasn't there. Do you know what I mean? But for sure, it's so it, it's hard to look in. Um, it's probably easier to spot in other people. Um, it's scary to admit and ask for help or like just 
just and there's there's a number of reasons for that and and I think a lot of them is particularly when you got the job that we have um and you've got gymnastics where you spend your whole life finding a solution so you we 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 live our existence failing it's like learning a gymnastics skill is just 99% failure until you do it you know i always say like now i introduce myself in talks like i'm now wilson and i couldn't do anything until i could but like that process so then when you've got like something going on up here it's like well i need a i need a solution for this i feel a bit guilty and shameful that it, you know it doesn't make sense to me where i was like my life's really good but i feel like this so mm. i'm not going to like visit that and i'm probably not going to tell anyone about that and i don't know how to to put it into words how i'm feeling um but maybe that that powerful experience yeah. and it was the same for me it's just when you find someone that can speak your language yeah and i did, we didn't necessarily talk about mental health that weekend but no, it was no. maybe like um like you say, it was holding up a mirror. It was. That's all it was doing uh, for me. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. I, and I remember that period when you did visit was definitely a, a bad period for me because I was still, if it was around that time, I was still dealing with my neck, um, and that was all a bit of a blur. And it took me a while to ask for help as well. I don't know whether it was before or after I did, but it's super scary, man. It's it's super scary, and the more. You know, we're talking about it now. I think it's fantastic if it can give courage to people to actually do that. Yeah, and go. It's such a. I'm it's not it's right. tough because right. it's such a flippant comment. Like, just talk, and it's like, well, not everyone's got someone to talk to. Mm. And I was so lucky in that, like, I got caught in Me this too. net, and I got steered in the right direction to end up to go and have therapy, which is expensive. Not ever. If you're just a lad, oh gosh, yeah. and you've got no one around you, you can't do that. You know, like it's. It's so such a flippant comment. Just talk. That well, that's not easy. Like I've no. sat on the edge of my bed, like tears running down my face, crippled with anxiety to pick up the phone to tell someone mm. I feel like it again. I don't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? Like and, that, and we've got great people, opportunity, exactly, and, and yeah. great people in our life that, and you've got to find the right person. But I, what I will say is, it's it's better to just say something to the wrong person, or not the wrong person, but. You need someone to, to someone to really help. They just want to sit and listen and go. I understand. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, tough. And I've had. I'm sure you've had bad experiences talking to the wrong person. Where it's like pull yourself together. Mm. Um, people that don't get it, which I know you've said this before, and I would have said before I'd experienced anything personally. You you can't connect so you think it's not real yeah. it's like well, well i'm a positive guy if i think positively enough good things will happen well, it's, well when you've got depression and anxiety that don't work like that mm. and i was like well i don't know but you, it that's true so you i hate this the notion of someone's built up so much courage to go i need help i'm not good and the other the, the pick the wrong person to do yeah. it to yeah. they, they, they won't necessarily be nasty to him but they just go Come on, you're all right. Yeah. Crack on. It's fine. They just don't know what to do. So I would say if that is you and and you have done that and it's made it worse, just please hang in there and try and find out who your bubble of people is that you that you know you you can go to or this maybe like reach out to someone online or Instagram that you know talk about this have experienced yeah. it. You know, like I would never and I love it a bit since she'll be listening to this, I wouldn't call my mum to talk about my mental health. Yeah. I just wouldn't. 
I'd call you. Yeah, there's, there's a group of people that I know, but they're going to get what I'm saying here, and I okay, just need yeah. to offload, and they probably yeah. know they just need to listen, and uh, it'll make them feel better. Like, that's it. Whereas my mum would try to fix, yeah, well, Niall, Niall this. Yeah. You need to sort this out, and it's like, nah, man, I don't. So find your people, and it can sometimes be a bit of a tough process because you're so scared to try. Yeah. And if you try to the wrong person, that'll just put you off even more and make you feel worse. But I'd encourage people, like I say, just to just to keep going with it and be proud and br- that you were brave enough to go. I'm not all right, and it doesn't. Act like I'm not a. It's difficult for men. It's harder for men. You know, not that women experience not as painful experiences, but women are just better about talking emotions. Yeah. Talking about emotions, they just are. Look, even in the sense that like women are a lot better generally speaking at keeping in touch with their family mm. or their friends whereas like mm. i've got loads of mates that probably would go the whole week without seeing a mate or talking to their parents or their brothers and sisters mm. and you could end up feeling pretty isolated that way you know i think yeah. the cool thing that did come out of uh i think it was when my granddad passed away so nothing to do with mental health but it was like a a positive of me being open and talking to a lot of people about what I'd gone through a few years before, is that I had about 20 lads, genuinely 20 lads, some of which I've not seen for two or three years, all privately message me and say, hey, mate, I'm really sorry to hear about your granddad, but if you ever want to go for a walk or a coffee, just let me know. Hmm. And, like, it wasn't for, it wasn't on a post, it was privately. No one needed to see it. And I was like, I think that's, that's the positive that I'm seeing of people coming out the last four or five years and talking about it. It's that mm. people are more, lads are more aware of it yeah. and actually want to help, which is a really cool thing. And I, the amazing thing for me is that like, I'm sat with you today, I'm sat next to you today yeah. because there was a t- period of my life where there was a handful of people in my life where it was a constant worry in my head that I'd walk around with that if that, I could get a phone call saying that person's not here and I wouldn't be 100% surprised. Mm. And I know that I was probably that person for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that, like, I can sit with you today, yeah. and for me, the positive of that is that, like, I feel like I've got, like, a real second chance. That's what it feels like. So I'm just grateful all of the time. Mm-hmm. Even, like, on the bad days, if some, if you were to stop and ask me, like, I said this to Sam yesterday, if you ask me if I'm enjoying it, I love it, man. I'm yeah, so yeah. happy to be alive. So like, give me the good and the bad. Like, I, it's great. I love it. It's really given me, like, a, in many ways, I think I've had a midlife crisis at 25. Yeah. So I, I'm going to have to see whether I then end up with a yellow sports car at 50. But I think that's what happened. At 25, I started to ask these big questions about the world, and I just felt lost. I didn't know who the hell I was, mm-hmm. and I've been on this journey of just trying to understand myself a little bit more. What the best bit about now people talking is the... F- is it's allowed us to sit here at 27, 20, nearly 30 um, with that second chance, but knowing that you know enough and that you're grateful to have had enough help that you probably... I'm, I'm confident I'm not going to go back there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? There was, there's, there's a, I mean, this is really, really deep, but people need to hear it, and it's like, if you've been there, you know it's incredibly freaking scary, man, and you, you don't really see how you get out just through like knowledge self-awareness mm. hard work practice it doesn't mean like and you're we're not out of the woods mate like no, i'm sure no. you feel i feel depressed all the freaking time all the time without even being at a pinpoint like why 
what are the five, ten things that I've maybe let slip in the last few weeks that have just made some days it's just like I have no dopamine at all. I feel sad. Yeah. It's like, God, why is it so much hard work just to feel all right? Do you know what I mean? But yeah. then but then I know like the things that I can actively do, probably a little bit of an understanding most of the time why I'm here. Um, who I need to talk to, just write it out. But I'm confident that I know enough about myself and mm. mental health as a topic and friends that have been through it and that I've got yeah. people in life that I'm never going back there. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm never going back down yeah. there. And that's that's empowering, yeah. even though you, you, you live a life of struggle and some, some days are tough. And and I believe you. Like, yeah. I've I've got one of my best mates who has, you know, he's struggled uh, with, like, his own battles for years. And uh, I went to see him a few months ago, and it was the first time that I've seen him in a long time. I've left and gone, I think you're going to be all right. Mm. You're going to be okay. And I know at the start of the year when my granddad passed away, there was a lot of people around me that were really worried. Mm. I could tell. I can tell. Well, what that's a huge I trigger. can tell what they're like when they're around me. That's they're a on huge, edge. You know? That's a huge trigger, Are you okay? Like, my mom's messaging me all the time. I'm, like, yeah, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. And, like, I knew I was good. I was like, I'm going to be fine. This is okay. I'm ready for this. And I think it was good for them to see me, like, handle that situation yeah. well and be like, oh, he actually is going to be okay. And it was great for me because yeah. I was like, no, nah, like, I know I'm going to be okay now. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to struggle with depression, anxiety again in the future. But, like, you, I've experienced it enough to know that when I feel like that, it will go away. Mm. And I know the things to put, I know what I have to do in my life to make sure that I'm ticking all of those boxes. And that tends to be okay. It sorts me out. And it's more than anything, it's just a real sense of curiosity about myself. Like, yeah. if I do something, I go, why did I do that? Not, you did that, you're an idiot. No, why did I do that? Oh, that's interesting. Next time, when a situation like that arises, yeah. I'll take one step back and go, normally I react like this, I'm going to wait and react slightly differently this time. And it's it's just been that for me, like a journey of self-discovery. You, you, it's a journey and you're learning. And I'm, you know... I'm not. I've not experienced the like death yet, and it petrifies me because I know, like, I'm confident that I'll be bulletproof enough, like you have been, to to be able to deal with that. And I, but I, I know I've. I could be. It could be an extremely powerful trigger just to yeah. just push the fuck it button a little bit. You know what I mean? Which which I know where that leads, mm. and um, sometimes I, I do lose control. But I think even if that happens, I I, rem I just don't judge myself anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. like that that is the biggest thing, I think, in healing a little bit, just trying your best to remove judgment and it's you're not going to be perfect. And I, and I think, hell, we've been judged our whole life. Yeah. You know, you, you imagine being the 10-year-old the at the party where you, you've got a plate of chips and, like, five people on your way back to the table go, should you be eating them? Yeah. It's like, fuck off, I'm a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. Just because I'm a gymnast and then you sign up to this this unwritten contract that's you are now a role model, mm. you inspire kids, the next generation to do sport. Well, it's like, hold on a minute, I just wanted to be the best gymnast in the world. I, I, didn't, I didn't know about all this. Yeah. And, you know, and can you imagine the how difficult it is to go through the years of drinking and I started smoking and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. You're the... Like you're a, they, they put you on a pedestal, don't you? Yeah. It's like, well, no, I'm I'm human, and I think that people that 
can judge other people yeah. can judge themselves. Yeah. So that's the, it's a that's the dangerous place to live, and I feel like I've got good at not not at saying like this is a fine line. If I've been if I drink and smoke for ten days, you know that that's not a good idea. Yeah. But so so do something about that. Yeah. But I don't judge myself for having a slip up or uh, yeah. going crazy. It's just like all right, like what we're gonna do now and move on. And also, you are now the person that's most perfectly placed to help the next Nile that comes through and struggles with that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm writing a new book. There you go. I'm writing a new book, man. It's going to be called... I think it's going to be called Lessons. But we've chatted about it before. It, it's... Um, I wish... Or we always say it. You know, when you... When you do an Olympics, I, you, I wish there was a written rule book yeah. on how what it's going to be like because maybe if someone had, if I'd have spoke to someone or I'd have read someone else's story maybe I'd have been able to handle it better and there isn't one well, and there is there's people talking about experiences yeah. but I think with lessons than my new one it's going to be like chapters on on all related to mental health and how to gain control and like what my not like telling people this is what you should do but just my experience with it yeah. and if it can help you know, I'm thinking of these young lads coming through yeah, now yeah. or any sport, yeah. any athlete, and people, by the way, it's for everyone, but um, I'd just love for, you know, I'm thinking of talking about little Jake Jarman, like, for him not to experience the pain yeah. that maybe we have because he doesn't need to. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I'd love that book to maybe achieve that. And, and I think they've, what I've learned as well is, Every single individual's got to go through their journey. Yeah, you can't. You can tell someone until you're blind. Like, yeah, you yeah, exactly. Yeah, imagine they have to imagine think what we, when we were down yeah. there. Like, yeah. you're not going to be able to tell me how to figure yeah. this out. It's got to yeah. be them. Yeah. Um, but I do believe because I had the right people in my life that saved me. I do believe people and stories and yeah. having some knowledge of it can help for sure. I can remember. I can remember being at your 18th birthday. Oh, man, what being nice. stood at the bar with your granddad and him putting his arm around my shoulder saying, I'm worried about him. I'm worried about him drinking and stuff. I can remember, and I was um, I was drinking that <laughs> it's night. It's the first time I've ever yeah. drank in my life. He's <laughs> yeah. worried about me. And I was like... Was I behaving like I a nutter? Thi- I can remember thinking, ah, oh, he's going to be right. He's got good people around him because yeah. they care. Do you know what I mean? Not everyone has that, do they? So. No. It just, it just reminded me then, I can remember being at the bar and then there's me getting everyone to play drinking games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Going, yeah, no worries, mate. And then getting everyone to play games afterwards. But yeah, no, that, mate, that the, night was like the st- that was the first time I got drunk. Yeah, that re- really because we didn't yeah. we didn't do it. My eighteenth night, we had loads of just the whole squad were there. I remember Keaton's been there, yeah, Purvis, yeah. like all my mates, like a hundred people in a venue. I did it dressed to impress, so everyone suited up, <laughs> and it was the first time I got drunk. I'd got with a girl, and I went to the casino and came home with two hundred pounds. The first time I went to the casino. So that that that, that night, night, that night <laughs> mate, my, was a pivotal moment. It was, mate. Yeah. For me, uh, you know, which... my, uh, I had a conversation with my grandma uh, a couple of years ago at my sister's graduation, and my grandma's dad, uh, my mum's dad, yeah. uh, he was a gambler. He gambled his whole life away. Yeah. And she said to me, you know, he told he was a good man, but you know, he told me once, like he never told anyone else. He told me once that. Um, the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life was that I won my first bet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe that night. If it that, stuck if, with me. If that night, if that <laughs> night, it's quite of, funny. But do you know what I mean? Like it's. If my 18th birthday would have ended <laughs> in me being sick for drinking too much, 
not yeah. getting with the girl and going in the casino and losing money, <laughs> maybe my entire life might have been a little bit different. Nah. I, 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 I believe that everything has already happened. It's just the kind of the way I make sense of the world, the universe. And I say to people, like... Like it's already decided. It is what it is. It's done. It's already like, decided. I'm just going you. through it, but like what's going to happen has already taken place. Like, I just have to live it. And do you know what I mean? And it just makes it easier for me to deal with the overwhelming, like, Agreed. stuff sometimes. The universe, or yeah. God, or yeah. whatever All of that. it is. I don't like, know what that is. Higher but, power. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like you. I'm, I'm not religious, but, like, I, I really... There's, there's some peace and um, comfort in just believing that. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, you, man, need, you need yeah. those beliefs to... Yeah. Do you know, if, if you feel less anxious because you think the universe has already decided your path, then freaking believe that. Yeah. Because you feel better. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, but I do believe it as well. Yeah. I do believe it, and like stuff happens for reasons and all the the usual spiel. But it's powerful and and um, it's a good it's a good headspace to be in. I think, mate. It's good, mate. It's good. You seem you seem like to me. I'm gonna go away like I did with my other friend today, and go. Mm. Out. He's gonna be alright, man. Like, oh, for sure, bro. You know, and um, likewise with you. I think you'll feel the same. Yeah, mate. Because it's been, yeah. it's weird, isn't it? We're like yeah. brothers that, yeah. that are not people brothers, still, but we we people don't, still we... say, "Is he your bro? You look so yeah, similar." Yeah, <laughs> that picture on that when I first started. Remember when we went to that little festival in Leeds? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a picture we're both wearing black. Yeah. I don't know if this is video. You can ping it up. Yeah. The amount of times where it's like you brothers. <laughs> yeah, people say you it to me brothers. all the time as well. I had longer hair like that as well. <laughs> Got grow it, mate. Why are you still? I didn't. Like, hey, no, I did the top knot. Oh God. yeah, you did that. I, I, yeah, it's like a I'm process. Not going back there. But I feel like I'm receding as well. Oh yeah. See, I'm lucky. My I think it's like a gymnastics thing. My mum's dad, Eric. I got his hairline. It's the, You've got the some best hair, thing bro. that I've got. I'll keep my thick hair as well. I'm like, yeah, it's super thick. Like I got it cut yesterday, and he had to thin it out for ages, just chopping out of it. You should do the <laughs> Sam vibe. Full. It was super long. Full. Maybe one day, yeah. Like a Viking. Top. My beard, I trimmed my beard last night. It's not bad now. It's thick. It's like black yeah. when I grow it out. That um, was yeah, because you thought you'd never get that. I didn't. I, I took mine's, my years to connect that bit. Mine's there, <laughs> but like wiry and ginger <laughs> and thin. But do you know what I mean? All right, to finish off then, mate, because this has been an amazing conversation. By the way, I'm glad oh, that we could keep going for like five hours. Yeah, I'm glad that we've been able to do this. Are you looking for a co-host? <laughs> yeah, mate. There's definitely something there, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. But what, if, as you look to the future now, like what excites you now about the future? Like what, yeah, what do you get excited about? What are you looking forward to? And I guess what are the type of goals that you set yourself now? And how are they different to maybe the ones you would set, you would have set yourself like three, four, five years ago, you know? Gosh, this is such a thought-provoking the first thing that popped to bed was what excites me about my life now is getting birdies on the golf course. Which it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but you're gonna say birds and you're gonna go. No, I've got no. Birdies, Hermione. Birdies. She knows what one is now. A bogey's bad, birdie's good. But it's weird, it's like I'm at that stage where like I'm a male that's into golf and it's so stupid to say because of what we've what I've done in my life, but getting a birdie is up there in my life with the greatest things ever. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about golf and rolling. When you see the ball roll into the hole <laughs> and you've got a birdie, whether it be a three or a four or a two. Anyway, sure now. Um, I think the the future for me, my goals are co- to continue to build. I still feel like from a sport, gymnast- gymnastics as a sport perspective, we can, we can innovate it still. And... 
the part and the way I do that is still trying to be like the Conor McGregor of the sport and try and push it out and be the, the name and I want people to, to think when they think of gymnastics, say my name. Right. Um, also with the gymnastics businesses, the clubs being the biggest supplier and then eventually I have enough skin in the game to go, right, what's the new concept and the new competitor to the FIG and how do we make this mainstream and how do we make millions of people across the world want to watch it and mm. you your six-year-old daughter's buzzing, but then also your 55-year-old dad's going to go down to the bookies and put a bet on the gymnastics. Like, mm. what is it that, that that's that? So that's that. And I've said that for a while, and I've started to take some steps, and, like, a lot of my legacy is, like, steps to that, but I've not actually sit down and wrote a cut, and I need you involved in this because we need, like, 50 gymnastics brains to get in the same room and go, how do you make long-lasting forever rules like mixed martial arts work? Do you know what I mean? That's just I gonna... did come up with a concept on a beach in Mexico over five hours. We'll have to talk about that. Because <laughs> I, I could, but you could be the brains, and I'll be the, I'll be the face. <laughs> um, but then, do you know what? It'd be. A, I just want a family, man. Yeah. I want to be a dad, and I want to have a litter of kids. I want like five kids. I do, and I feel like that'll be. I want to do that when I've got my shit figured out and right, I know, yeah. like, what my purpose is and I'm super happy. Uh, I've got a great relationship with my girlfriend, Hermione, and, um, you know, she, she's very grounding and like, I'm just happy in that. So hopefully, like, that'll that'll blossom a family. But I just think that'll be... It sounds ridiculous to say that at 27 years old, but, like, I think that'll be the the thing in my life that will just give me everything. Um so deep but love well mate I'm looking forward to it man. and I want to be go- I want to have golf part of my life I think forever because yeah. I, I really love it and you know in my head when I think about it 90% of my thoughts all day I think I could be a professional but that's just my hor- <laughs> my stupid brain working because that's completely impossible but if I can get as low as I can and lower than my dad which I'm super close by the way he's he's 5.2 and I'm 5.6 so I'm going to get lower than him soon because he's playing shit and then all the way to scratch, have a YouTube channel and a few sponsors. Yeah. And then happy days, mate. Sounds good, man. Cheers, bro. It's been awesome. Thanks good for chatting, see you. Pleasure anytime. Have me back because we, we ain't covered enough here. Yeah. Like, I, I want to talk about more. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Amazing. Thank you, mate. Love you lots. You too, mate.